produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced people, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's the O616. Okay, maybe not. It's actually September 6th at the time of recording. But it doesn't matter. We cover the 616, the 806, the 226. You call it. We cover it. It is Marvel. We got the 411 on the 616. Is that what you're saying? Quite possibly. <laughs> but I don't, but I I, don't, like that. I, I, I feel shamed because I don't know what the MCU universe is called number wise but it is the intrepid trio it is kylan eric and myself mike and to quote joey from friends how you doing good man i am good it's uh another uh, week filled with a bunch of marvel goodness and i don't know it's Uh, good yeah well here here's one good thing check out our store i have it up on social media on twitter i believe on facebook i'm working on getting a link to the site but merchandise field agent merchandise t-shirts sweatshirts hockey jerseys baseball jerseys hats tank tops it's all there and i think we all would agree stuff looks good yeah yeah i'd buy it um oh yeah i'm already thinking for maybe end of january beginning of february another specialty hockey jersey and maybe even carry the design over into baseball as well for captain marvel Mm. Ah. by the way the mcu is earth 199999 yes okay so so is Beatles number so nine. So tonight with a we're one. gonna party. <laughs> so tonight we're gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. That's a year that's also a price. Mark down from <laughs> two hundred thousand. Uh, I thought you were gonna totally I, I thought you were gonna say twenty ninety nine, which you know. <laughs> but no, but I like that thing. universe too though. I'm a huge yeah. fan of that that universe. Um also to check out our website down the right hand side, you've got our affiliates. Um, and our sponsors and our link to our T public store, check all that out. That all helps us as well. So yeah, man, 
thanks to Yeti Sports for partnering up with us for our our, our merch with the hoodies and everything looks fabulous. I mean, some great choices. I can't wait. I've got the comic strip jersey coming, so I'll be able to talk about that shortly. And from Wookie Radio, I got the baseball jersey, the the brown and tan pinstripe jersey coming. It looks sweet. So. Um, since we've talked about Captain Marvel briefly with the specialty jersey, why would we do that? Because her movie's coming out in March. So unlike some other geeky sportswear companies out there, we're going to try and get that jersey out to you guys before the movie hits so you can wear either or to the movie. And I, and, I, and with those not only are we gonna have our name on the front but i think i'm gonna put the logo on the sleeve on the baseball oh okay and on the yeah, shirt huh, that could work and do that the could work and do oh i almost want to come up this may be a challenge for you eric take the avengers logo but do mmg in it Uh-oh. for the shoulders he's so excited he's frozen <laughs> well hey at least y'all can still hear me right insert let it go comment right there yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So well, that's what happens when you work at a Disney theme park. That uh, is true. You you do occasionally get frozen. Do, do you want to build a snowman? So why are we pushing the Marvel, or why am I kind of pushing that Marvel jersey besides having it in your hands before the movie? Because everything kind of started Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Tuesday. That was the fourth with Brie Larson going, hey, EW, do you want to break the Internet? And their reply back was check back at noon tomorrow being Wednesday the 5th. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you guys some. What were y'all expecting? I was expecting a trailer. I was expecting a trailer. Um, Most of the fans of the MCU were hoping to get a at least a teaser trailer. Um, But instead, we get from, in typical EU fashion, some great set pictures, which we'll get into more into those here in a, in a bit. But it, it seems like... Um, with all that hype, as excited as as I am to see the pictures, like many others, I wanted the trailer. I wanted a teaser or something. And you know what? That could just be them trolling us based on our fan entitlement expectations. Could be. That's true, too. Could be. Um, like on Twitter, I'm not going to give names. I'll do their Twitter handles. At Thanos is thick you figure out how to spell it i'd rather not say i did um (laughs) she said boy b-o-i-i-i-i i can't wait for captain marvel trailer to come out soon exact words i'm not making this up um and then like a few uh that was waiting is the hard part example of the disappointing uh from i am Jorel, where's the trailer? Sad face at Marvel at Captain Marvel. New new Twitter hash or ID I need to follow for the show. Uh we even got some nice things with this promotional look, but um there's some fans that don't think that was enough. Like asking the captain. Really writes says, Hey Brie Larson, wanna wanna really break the internet? How about dropping a trailer? Or better yet, ask Marvel Studios to bump up the Captain Marvel release date by a week with a winky face. So can Brie Lawson um, pull a Tony Stark and move the release date into February? I think it needs to stay in March, folks, personally. I think it needs to stay in March, too. Um, then, yeah. there were, 
Then there was the call and no response from Slime Beast. I kind of like that Twitter handle. Captain Marvel is going to be great, everyone. Cool. Trailer. Look at this epic cover. Trailer. The future is female. Girl power. Please show us the film. You're sec- don't sexist. <laughs> Uh, I don't see that personally. I, I don't. Um, I, I don't see that, but I do see, I do see that mentality out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if you do criticize it the least bit, then you're automatically a racist or a misogynist or whatever is they use this week to put down and marginalize all dissenters. Yeah. Right. Um, but if you are one of those fans who's constantly like that, you're a ignoramist. So I'm not I'm saying, but not saying. Um, you know, I'm going to give you points for effort just because you came up with that on the fly. Yeah, that that was good. We did uh-huh. not rehearse that. I'm going <laughs> to give you points for that. <laughs> hey, it's ladies' night. Um, <laughs> and the feelings, right? So Come the, on, guy, let's think it again. It so the next is ladies' night. Oh, oh, what, a, oh, oh what a night! What a night. <laughs> Um, so the next slide from captain or from comicbook.com about this is all dressed up but uh this is from holland's moon since the captain marvel trailer was supposed to drop today i thought i would represent lmao with a big winky face and uh she's kind of doing this like hang 10 pose with the snapchat ears thing yeah trying to look cool but her phone's got marvel on it and she's wearing a Marvel T-shirt. Okay, what they should have done here, and this is this is so totally missed the opportunity. This would have been an a, an epic level troll job. You want to see the Captain Marvel trailer? Okay, fine. Here's a picture of a Winnebago painted up like her costume with the words Brie Larson along the side. There you go. Yeah, that's your Captain Marvel trailer. Yep. The thing is, this yeah, they came back and uh, comicbook.com says this fan got all dressed up for, Cap- for the Captain Marvel trailer release. Hope she could put on that outfit, put that outfit on ice until it actually drops. Then parentheses, but looking good, girl. I would have been more impressed if she was wearing a Captain Marvel costume. I would have laughed even more if she was wearing the DC Captain Marvel costume. <laughs> okay, that may be an epic troll job right there. Yes. So, um, eyes can't handle it. This is from at ready. Honestly, I'm not ready to see the trailer of Captain Marvel. Well, how fortunate for him. He's entitled. Uh, then there's scam artist. This is from Buck Avinsky. He goes, where the, is the Captain Marvel trailer that we've been scammed? No, you haven't been scammed. No, no one. Ha- we have assumed it would be a trailer. We exactly. That uh, happens when you assume. Then uh, business as usual from Ren Geekiness. People are surprised that EU, famous for re- revealing pics and not trailers, did not bring a trailer, but instead first look pictures for hashtag Captain Marvel. Okay. Which is where I was getting to as much as I fell victim to this as well. Ooh, trailer. I totally forgot. 
she was talking to EW. And EW is always notorious for first look images. Look at first look at the different Avengers films. First, uh, what was it? First look in Ant-Man, I think they did. Yeah. Uh, first look at the different Star Wars films. Um, so do they break the internet with the pictures? I know my timeline, I didn't see as much. I had to go looking for it. But when I did, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the end of the end of the day, the Captain Marvel trailer will be dropping in all the fall scenes with upcoming films like Venom, um, which may be a good place for the trailer's debut, which I question that because of the fact Venom's not our property. That is Sony. Supposedly it has nothing um it has nothing to do with the MCU. So I doubt we're gonna see a Captain Marvel teaser with that. Right. Could we potentially see a Captain Marvel teaser with Wreck-It Ralph 2? I've heard rumors. That's quite possible. Could we potentially see a a teaser trailer or a trailer with Mary Poppins? Possible. Possible. Um, What other Disney film am I missing? Um, Frozen 2 out this year? I, no, that's you know, next year. That's, that's next year. That's that's a Disney movie I really just have consciously decided not to follow. I believe yeah. that's next year. Okay. I'll let you track that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't let that one go. Called uh, eight, it's called eight-year-old daughter. Well, soon-to-be nine-year-old daughter. So, um, so yeah, as we know, Infinity War is out now. Ant-Man and Wasp is now still in the theaters. Which I'm surprised, um, but that should be coming to DVD, Blu-ray, 4K soon. Uh, then we got Captain Marvel in March, March 8th. Uh, Avengers 4 on the 3rd of May. Spider-Man: Far From Home on July 5th. And now at this point, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 being delayed indefinitely. So wow. Yep. But as we said, this is all Captain Marvel, all ladies' night. <laughs> So, Kylan, why don't you hit us up a little bit with what we know about the potential tease with Captain Marvel? Well, uh, we know, supposedly, uh, where uh, things will start out uh, for Carol Danvers. Uh, And this is uh, from an article from the lrmonline.com. And so, okay, so a lot of us remember, uh, like with Iron Man, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Captain America, the, the, the ones that were definite origin stories. Like we got, not saying that there was a formula, but there was a formula. You knew what you were going to get, right? So it's possible that... Uh, well, after seeing, uh, we we may see this approach change um, with Captain Marvel. Uh, so by the time we get to Cap to, to Carol Carol Danvers, uh, this may be some time down the road where she's ha- already had her abilities, because uh, it looks like that when we see her, she's left Earth. And she's living on uh, the Cree planet of Hala. And on top of that, she's a member of the elite 
a SEAL-6 type military group called Star Force, which is led by Marvell. Okay, so, so, uh, so now we will. We now we're also going to have some new characters uh, with this introduced to us because we will have Minerva, and we also have Gemma Chan, but uh, we will also have um, Korath, who was the guy who said who to Star Lord at the beginning of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. You remember when Star Lord's like, yeah, you know, Korath yeah. the Pursuer. Yep. Oh, come on, man! You know me, man. I'm Star Lord. Say who? So yeah, so we're gonna see him. Uh, looks like we're also gonna see Ronan too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I it, believe we are. Isn't it funny too how both of them are members of Star Force? Hmm. Is Ronan Ronan Star Force is in a Star Force uniform, but it is slightly different from everyone else's. True. So this, so you know, this is going to be really interesting because, and actually, you know what? I'm going to pull up. I want to pull up a picture of this. Oh, and on a side note, because we all know that uh, Nick Fury is going to be in this movie, uh, but he's going to be a desk jockey. You know, so you know, we 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 just we all have to know that you know you don't just start off as a super spy. You know. But so, it is. He is going to be there with both both eyes wide open. Yes, he will. <clears throat> you know how crazy that's going to be. You know, that is. Yep. And also, you got to figure they've got to de-age Samuel L. Jackson quite a bit. I believe like twenty years, man. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I mean, look what they did with Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at first I was a little skeptical, but then I thought about that. And not only did they get him back to, you know, a younger guy, it was like the 80s. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look look at what they did with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, and look what they did with um, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To to quote the $6 million man, we do have the technology. That yeah, yeah yes we do and uh, you thank know, you Oscar going... Goldman oh Oscar uh, even though you took liberties with Steve and you know gave him bionics which you yeah. know whatever well it's either that or just like he, he did it for the ladies <laughs> uh, are, you, are you sure because I you know he wasn't too happy for the first few issues uh, the first few episodes when he was trying to get used to the bionics thing. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, there would be some adjustment pains there, you know? That is true. You go you go to pop open a beer, then all of a sudden you've got beer sprayed all over the room. Yeah. And the can is through the wall. That and is through the wall true. behind that and the wall behind, behind that. that. Or if you decide that you want to go for a jog and then you realize that, like, you know. How did I get in Hoboken? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I derailed us. <laughs> But back on track, back on track. So yeah, so the it's it's I, it's going to be interesting to see the makeup of Star Force and knowing what ends up with some of these people down the road. You know, how did they all end up together in the first place? I don't know if we're going to see that see that much of it, but you know, it's it, it's going to be this is going to be fun. I, I'm, yeah. I'm getting more and more excited about this now. 
Yeah, because all the stuff that you see is kind of like there's a lot of, and, and we've talked about this before. There's a lot of time between the end of Captain America: The First Avenger and the start of Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But how hard is it to believe now that if you go chronological order, we're going to go First Avenger, Captain America: First Avenger, into Captain Marvel as the first hmm. two films in the storyline. Yeah, that's true. Which, which I think is going to be cool. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it will. It, it'll be interesting to see. It, this is kind of the same thing that I took away from watching the Star Wars prequels. It's interesting for me to see where some of our favorite characters came from. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we like Ronan as a bad guy. Well, what if he wasn't that much of a bad guy, bad guy to start with? <laughs> and you see what turns him into being a bad guy. Kind of like Baron Mordo from Doctor Strange. I mean, you see, right. you basically set up the villain. Right. Yes. Yeah, but technically, isn't Star Force a villain organization to begin with? Uh, um, depends on your point of view. That's true. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yet there's more. Oh, really? At this point in time, we could role play or or wonder why we would role play. Well, I can I could tell you why I would take a role in an MCU movie. But I think you'd really rather hear why Brie Larson says she took the movie role. Yeah, now she is. She is an Oscar winning actress uh, for The Room. No, not just the is the is just Room. And she's. Been in a lot of stuff, so it's it's but not uh not superhero-y stuff, not necessarily uh not necessarily act you know action stuff. Right. Although she was in Kong Skull Island, uh, she was in the Community TV series. Yep. So, but she she says uh, she talked to Entertainment Weekly and she said, "quote I never saw myself doing something like this, mostly because I like being anonymous. I don't buy that." You don't no. become that as as big of an actress as you are, or an actor wanting to stay out of the limelight. She said she tries to clarify it by saying, "quote I like disappearing into characters, and I always felt like if I was out in the public eye too much, it potentially limits you in the future." And this is the thing she said she she pondered the decision for several months. I, it, could you imagine? What was that? So they could add more zeros to it. It's like you, you two, and me. I, I don't know that I could ponder a decision for several seconds before saying right. yes. We want you guys to play the intrepid trio in the in the next Avengers movie. Uh, Dude, I don't. I, I don't know about you two. Freaking gone by. I would I would happily play Irving Forbush in an MCU movie. I would be happy to play bomb sleeping on the streets. There you go. I'll be the flunky who dies early on. I don't care. But only, she said only if they uh, give you a red shirt. <laughs> so <sighs> she did say she basically she said that her her what well, clinched the deal for her was uh, quote just seeing a character who says how she feels and says what's on her mind and doesn't let people standing her way is incredibly empowering. Okay. She she's she did she was a little hesitant uh, about it about being in an action movie, but at the same time she said that she was excited that she would be quote a character at Disneyland. 
Think about this. Wow. You're okay. going to be a character at Disneyland. Okay. I mean, I would love to be a voice actor to voice a Disney character. Would love that. Yeah. But think about it. You're actually, she's actually going to be, somebody is going to be dressing up and trying to look like her as much as possible. Yeah. Hmm. She said, it, and, but she said, uh, quote, I was an introvert with asthma before this movie. She said, I really thought when they hired me, I am the worst choice for an action movie. And I didn't know that I had a little Keanu Reeves in me. Who knew? Wow. Uh, she said, she says, and, and now she's kind of like taking it a little bit further. And she says, I've been joking that I got to go to the 2020 Olympics for judo. Um, what's funny is I've been saying it the past couple of weeks and people are like, ah, like they can't tell if I'm serious or not. And honestly, I can't tell if I'm serious or not. So mm. yeah, she's, she's hyped over her future in the MCU and you know that they're going to try to sign her for as many movies as they can. Um, she says uh, she's hyped on that because her the character embraces many of the qualities she loves in the roles she's had before. Uh, she says, quote, that is something that is really exciting to me about this film. We did not cut colors on that stuff. Uh, like when it's funny, it's funny. But also when there's deep emotional things happening, it's real. So I was able to bring some of those same things that I've brought to full dramatic roles into this, which I'm really proud of because I think it will really set this film apart. And I'm of the I've, I'm of the mindset that if you can do humor, if you can pull off humor, if you can pull off comedy, drama should be a snap. Yeah. That's true. I do because agree with that. Comedy and humor is a lot harder to do in a movie than than drama. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for March. I really can't. I want to see this movie. I, I'm excited for it. I, I really am. Um, why am I excited for it? Because apparently this may be setting up a secret invasion with the scrolls. Could that be possibly what we're getting into with Avengers 4? Um so, you know, w with all the pictures and the costume and the DH, Sam Jackson and everything else, um, it's we know how they're going to approach the Carol Danvers story. Mm -hmm. The question is, there are now new hints that Captain Marvel will be setting up phase four with the secret invasion crossover event from the 2000s Marvel comics. So, um, wow, secret invasion has been speculated to be part of MCU Phase 4, ever since first details about the scrolls being in Captain Marvel first came to light. Um, of course, in the Marvel comic storyline, it's revealed that key figures from the Marvel Universe have been actually scroll impersonators for years. Um, and this is helping to destabilize or steer the world to a place where Marvel heroes were divided and at odds with one another. For example, mm -hmm. Civil War. And there was enough turmoil and lack of protection for a full scroll Amarada to invade Earth and bring a new breed of superpowered scroll operatives along with them. And this could lead to how they bring the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Universe, into the MCU. Um, there was, uh, of course, various factions of Marvel superheroes had to muster up their forces and defend key locations like New York City and Wakanda from the Skrulls, all while having to navigate suspicion of their fellow heroes as no one could be sure who, a Skrull, who was a Skrull and who wasn't. Um, so, 
In the EW's report, um, we learned the following about the Skrull agenda on Earth as it relates to Carol's return to the home planet. Before long, Carol finds herself back on Earth with new questions about her past, and she got a formidable enemy in the form of the Skrulls. The notorious Marvel baddies made all the more dangerous by, the sh- by their shape-shifting abilities. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, who we're going to talk about more here in the next story plays our leader Talos who spearheads a scroll invasion of Earth. So a lot of a lot of Marvel fans, we're talking a lot, heard that Captain Marvel would be adapting uh Marvel's iconic Kree scroll war storyline and figured it meant Carol Danvers would start on Earth and find herself in a cosmic conflict between Kree and Skrulls. Uh, that reveal, uh, then the reveal that she will start off in the cosmos and come to Earth to stop a Skrull plot has become much more of a bigger implication, uh, or yeah, implication of how this film will set up the next chapter. Uh, the long and short of it is, no matter how the events of Captain Marvel ultimately play out, it seems like there's a massive, massive opportunity for there to be some lingering plot threads of critical mm-hmm. importance specifically to reveal a that scroll scroll operatives that carol danvers and company think they have stopped actually have infiltrated the mcu replacing one or more key figures of note that would be the kind of reveal that allows the mcu to bypass all the build-up to secret invasion by the time avengers affinity war uh, by the time Avengers Infinity War, the Squirrel operatives on Earth would have intel and see opportunity to make contact with the Empire and begin full-scale invasion, uh, especially since the snap has left the Earth so defenseless. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, there's more and more evidence that Squirrel invaders could be a problem uh, to have actually put to have put on back burner in order to save the universe. In aftermath, Avengers Four, the Squirrel hunt may become part of. Uh, uh, the main priority. So, um, and then related to this particular story was which MCU characters are scrolls. Uh, the likely suspects: Hawkeye, okay. um, Maria Hill, Thunderbolt Ross, Falcon, Rhodey, Everett Ross, Sharon Carter, and Valkyrie. Mm. Seems wow. seems interesting. Say the least. Who else could we potentially put on this list? I would say maybe even Agent Carter. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's put her on the list too. I mean, she so, could just as easily be one be one of them, just like everybody else. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's where we stand. Uh, I th- I think. See, I don't know about the whole secret invasion thing because I wouldn't be surprised now with Fox coming in after Avengers four. If now the cross the the big team up movies becomes a major crossover event, and we do see something like House of M to start bringing in the mutants as well. And if so, does Secret Invasion become the thread to the solo films before Avengers 5 or whatever that one's going to be called, the new group? And then with that being Secret Invasion, that leads into House of M. And we come to find out that, yeah, there's the, the scrolls and everyone else who who've been labeled inhuman. But we also get the rise of the mutants as well. And the mutant. And the mutant terminology becomes new to uh, to the Marvel Universe, to the MCU. I'm just waiting for him to come out and say Magneto is a scroll. That could be interesting. That could, that could explain why he still looks so good for being a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, that could and, also explain Dick Clark. You know that, right? <laughs> true. 
you know, if a, if a if a if a scroll ship suddenly appears over my house, I'm blaming both of you. I just want you to know that. Um, Walt Disney didn't die. He, he just went, went home. He just went back to be a part of the scrolls. Okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. this, this is going to, uh, it, it would make so much sense if Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney were scrolls. Yeah. Yes. Lon yeah. Chaney, the man of a thousand faces. It wasn't makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like I'm I said, sorry, I, I'm just tangenting there. You know, I did bring up scroll leader Talos. Uh, I think Colin's got some more information about him. Skyrim for the Nords. Oh, sorry, wrong Talos. <laughs> Oops. Oh, um, Talos, uh, who is uh, prominently in Captain Marvel, uh, and uh, Talos will be portrayed by none other than uh, Ben Mendelsohn from, uh, I believe he was in Rogue One. Yep. And uh, he's played. He he's played bad. He, he's he's really good at playing bad guys. Although Rogue One was a different role for him, but uh, so he he will be the scroll leader Talos. And uh, the uh, in this week's uh, Entertainment Weekly, uh, there's a there's a, a photo of him along with three other scrolls coming out of the. Coming out of the ocean, and I have to admit, I I was a little skeptical about how would the scrolls look. You no, know, how legit would they look? Wow, that that's honestly yeah. that's all I can I can say. I mean, this is a situation where it really is straight from the page to the screen. See, and and they did a good job with that in Infinity War too with Maw. Mm-hmm. They did. Mm-hmm. They did, and and so yeah, so you know, um, now it is said that Talos will be working undercover as a shield agent in the film. Now we don't know uh, what the scrolls would want with shield, but I bet there's more than just Talos would just be dwelling in their ranks. First Hydra, then the scrolls. You know, uh, shield. <laughs> Chill really needs to uh, up their background checks, if you think about it. Just saying. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, so we're going to, we're not going to just see uh, Mendelssohn as Talos, but we are going to get to see some uh, squirrel transformations going on. Um, I'm jazzed. I, I I'm really jazzed because well I like I like Mendelssohn anyway I really do um, he carries a certain presence about him especially when he's playing a bad guy um, so him as a scroll now you you said wow you you were looking forward to to what with the scrolls the transformation sorry oh my goodness. <laughs> what. Why did I? I should have known better just to step right into that, but okay. So, are you thinking that Mendelssohn is actually going to look around to his minions and go, Scrolls, roll out? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't think think that they're all. I mean, okay, they're Transformers, but they're not Transformers. That's something different. (laughs) Oh. 
So, so what you just said that? What are you trying to say? Well, I mean, you know, okay, the squirrels are more than meets the eye. Okay, I said it. All right. Okay. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> I just like, I okay. I'll say it because yeah, it's true. The 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 build up is great. I'm not saying you stay saying. awake at night planning these things, don't you, Mike? I gotta do something. There you go. Oh my gosh. And and so, uh, all bad puns aside, um, this is gonna be. Uh, this is going to be a long wait until March 8th. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're, we're going to keep transforming these stories. Oh, my gosh. When a scroll shapeshifts, I really just want to see that. I want to hear that sound. I really do. Oh, look, he's a used car salesman. <laughs> That's evil, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, I'm with you. I like the look of these scrolls. Yeah, and, and that's I, I was I was a little iffy on how you're going to make the scrolls look it, because the look is not it. You look at it on the comic book page and you don't think that would be some cheesy as crap stuff, right? To see yeah. in live action, but I think they kind of pulled it off. Yeah, I think I so. Think they did, man. But you know, as we head into the new, to the next story. Meanwhile, in a small corner of the city, in the home of real bad pain. I know it's not Marvel esque, but. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the next story. <laughs> that wasn't the transition I thought I had that label for either. <laughs> Okay, so while we're on the subject of of pictures that EU released, there was one that I thought was particularly interesting, and some people got it, some people didn't. Mm -hmm. It's of uh, Carol Danvers's, I I use the term BFF, but back when Carol was in the Air Force, she had a really close friend and a lady by the name of Maria Rambo. That name sounds real familiar to me. That name should sound really familiar, but at, but for her daughter, Monica, mm-hmm. who was the very first Captain Marvel after Marvel. She was, uh, I think she was a cop. She was a harbor guard. That's what it was uh, back in the 80s. And she joined up with the Avengers. She came to lead the Avengers. Uh, and in the 80s, that was, that was kind of a, uh, I, I, I want to use the word cutting edge move because she was African-American, and mm-hmm. in the movie, so's her mom. So uh, I think it's interesting because you see the picture, you ha- you see uh, the lady sitting in the cockpit of an F-16, and underneath the cockpit it says Maria Photon Rambo. Yep. Now, one thing that's, that's interesting here is that Photon was one of Monica's code names. I mean, she went by Captain Marvel for a while. She also went by uh, Photon and um, Pulsar and Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, I think she is. I think she is still in the comics, and she is using the name Spectrum right now. Yep. But here's another thing. Since Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s and Maria has a daughter, that daughter is going to be all grown up by present day. I thought it was taking place in the 80s. Do we now have confusion on when this is taking place? I thought it was taking place in the 80s or late 90s or or early 90s. I mean, Entertainment Weekly is saying set in the mid 1990s. 
So we do have some potential conflict. Regardless, the daughter of Maria Rambo should be an adult yeah. by the time of Infinity War or Avengers 4. Yeah. So if we see Captain Marvel in Avengers 4, which we're going to, mm-hmm. what if we saw Monica Rambo as well? Interesting. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a really nice... Uh, we take it as an Easter egg at this point because we don't know how meaty the role of Maria Rambo is going to be. Right. Um, and so we don't know what role her daughter would have. No. Now, we do know that uh, uh, Lashana Lynch, who's the lady that plays uh, Maria Rambo, uh, she did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and she said, uh, Maria's got a strength that's undeniable and that you don't feel like you need to help her. Okay. Uh, and she does mention that there's a certain level of female sisterhood. She's talking about uh, her and her and Carol Danvers uh, that I haven't seen in a superhero film before. And it, it, here's the thing. She uh, had not planned to audition for it. She was auditioning uh, for uh, – she was not the first person cast for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another lady was originally set to play her, but she dropped out due to scheduling com- conflicts. Lynch was in Los Angeles. She was auditioning for TV pilots. Uh, she got an invitation to test for Captain Marvel, and she found she found out that she got the part while she was out to dinner with friends. She said, quote, I heard congratulations and literally just dropped on the ground crying in sobs of tears. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she uh, she prepared by the role by by meeting with real Air Force pilots. And uh, she specifically asked if she could shadow pilots who are also mothers, which I thought that was a good thing. That was a, oh, that yeah. was a touch. Uh, during her training, she flew it in F-16 and got insight into everything from Air Force slang to how to properly put on a flight suit. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's I like how I like and I'm sure this is not really anything new for for movies, for for actors and actresses to if they're playing a soldier, they're they're playing somebody in the armed forces to uh, to shadow, but but to shadow people who are basically her character. Yeah, if they're pilots, but they're also mothers, so they have to they basically have to bridge those two different worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. lot, I think that's I think that's great. Right. Whether it's, yeah, it may not be unique, but I think it's great. And if you're going to do that, that shows that you you want to get this right. And that is one thing that I like about the MCU. They want to get it right. Yeah, that is true. That so, is true. So, yeah, another reason I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel coming out. <laughs> I want to see what roles Maria and Monica would have in it. Yeah. Like, does 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 little Monica all grown up have powers now? It's true. Because that would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would. So, well, how about this before we get into our picks of the week? Um, mm-hmm. There is evidence that Spider-Man. Yes, I said Spider-Man, not Captain Marvel. But Spider-Man Far From Home is an Avengers Affinity War prequel. Um, new set photos from Far From Home could indicate the f- the first film to follow Avengers 4 could be a prequel to Avengers Infinity War, a.k.a. Avengers 3. Uh, so it's been said by Kevin Feige that Spider-Man Far From Home would start minutes after Avengers 4. But what if time travel has Avengers 4 end before 
Infinity War would have begun. It's where the time stone factors in. This will allow the first movie in Phase 4 to be a prequel, but also progress the Marvel Cinematic Universe's narrative into a new timeline. So, um, as promised by its title, uh, it will be a globe-trotting adventure outside of Parker's usual stomping grounds. As the New York-based hero has filmed heavily in London, Czech Republic, and sprawled across Europe through its remaining months of creation. So, potentially a prequel? I I can see that. Mm. Especially if they're now alluding to the fact that um, the fir- first part of Phase 4 could be a prequel to Infinity War. Maybe well, there, maybe there's a reset and something that keeps uh, with the Time Stone, and maybe that's something that helps keep Thanos from getting the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, there is still that question of, did Thanos get the real Time Stone? Mm-hmm. Or did he get a copy of the Time Stone? I don't. I think he got a copy. Hence, why the glove broke. I think he got a copy too. Hence, why everyone's not dead, but possibly being stored in the Soul Stone. That's going to be one crowded as crap Soul Stone. I'm just telling you. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're all being oh. saved in the buffer banks. Wait, that's Star <laughs> Trek. Um. So, but it is that time of the week for our picks of the week, and I've got the MU picks, so I'm going to start us off, and I'm going to go with Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, number 309. Um, It's 100 less than Formula 409, just in case you're wondering. Um, (laughs) It's it's by Chip Zdarsky and Chris Bacalo. What should have been a simple altercation with Sandman turns very dark. A tale unbound by time itself threatens Spider-Man in never-before-seen ways. So, key there, threaten Spider-Man with a time-turner. And then have J.K. Rowling on your butt. There you go. So... Um, Eric, why don't you go next? I'm trying to, but all I'm all I can think of right now is just images with Spider-Man <laughs> shooting wands out of his web slingers. Well, he he is the half blood prince. Well, see, there you go. No, he's radioactive blood prince. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay, my first pick of the week is a number two. It is Fantastic Four number two by Dan Slott, Scotty Young, and Isad Rebic. Wish you were here. What have Reed, Sue, and the kids been up to all this time? What adventures have they been on? What strange new friends have they found along the way? What deadly new enemies have they made? And what are Franklin and Valeria's new code names? All these questions will be answered just in time for entire universes to die. The return of Marvel's first family keeps getting more and more intense. Don't you dare miss a single moment of the world's greatest comic magazine. Cool. See, now I've got this one song stuck in my head. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, shooting wands like nobody can. Sorry. Or maybe he just have wands in place of them. He's like, every time, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Kylan, you're up. Well, my book is uh, Marvel Knights Daredevil by Kevin Smith and Joe Casada, Trade paperback, uh, Guardian <laughs> Devil. Um, so... A scared teenager on the run, an infant child some say is humanity's savior, a former lover whose life is now hobbled by a terrible secret, a law partner accused of a horrible crime, a city overcome by an inscrutable menace. They need a guardian, someone to protect them. Daredevil, the Marvel Knight's imprint, very first offering. 
Guardian Devil is a modern classic, one that found Kevin Smith confidently transitioning from writing to claims writing acclaimed screenplays to comics that hit the top of sales charts and and critics list. They also found artist Joe Casada at the peak uh, at his peak as the stylist who would usher Marvel Comics into the 21st century. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my second pick of the week is Star Wars Darth Vader number 22, written by Charles Soule. Uh, also, other creators is Giuseppe Carmicoli and Elia Bonetti. Fortress Vader Part 3. Darth Vader returns to the place of his birth as he seeks the path to his destiny. Echoes from the past reach out to him, both from his own and from the dark history of the Sith. So, Eric, on to your your next pick. My number two pick is a number three. It is Infinity Wars number three by Jerry Duggan and Mike Diodato. Who are the Infinity Warps? With Requiem tearing through the Marvel Universe, Loki whispering around its fringes, and a new threat looming to devour everything, the very fabric of reality warps around the heroes of Earth, and the only way through winds through Infinity itself. Okay. Kylan, your second pick. My second pick of the week is Iron Fist, epic uh, trade paperback, Fury of the Iron Fist, and... This is uh, by Chris Claremont, John Byrne, and Gil Kane. A Himalayan expedition to find the mystical city of Kunlun left nine-year-old Daniel, Daniel Rand's parents dead. But Daniel found the path to Kunlun and spent a decade there training under its immortal inhabitants, becoming an unmatched master of martial arts and spiritual control. Armed with the shattering power of the Iron Fist, Daniel left immortality behind to return to the to return to the Western world and avenge his parents' death. In tales packed with wall-to-wall kung fu action, the Iron Fist runs a gauntlet through the Karakai Death Cult, ninja adversaries and Mystic Dimensions, joined by Misty Knight and Colleen Wing. Iron Fist's skill in both mind and body will be tested until his final showdown with the Steel Serpent. Now, this is collecting Marvel Premiere uh, 15 through 25. Uh, You have Iron Fist, uh, the first series, which is 1 through 15, and Marvel Team-Up, uh, number 63 through 64. Okay. Uh, I guess that brings it back to me. And to no one's surprise, my final pick of the week is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 36 by Ryan North, Derek Charm, and Erica Henderson. Comics have been famously described as pictorial and other images in deliberate sequence. But do you need words too? Perhaps so, perhaps not. In this special, standalone, all-silent issue of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, she and Iron Man face off against a villain neither has seen before who will render them quite literally speechless. In an action-packed adventure that anyone can read, filled with surprises, excitement, action, and for once, no words. This is what Ryan gets for jamming so many words into previous issues. So the letterer has a pretty slack deal this month. Probably. 
It's kind of like the old Mel Brooks silent movie. Yeah. Oh, the only person who says anything is Marcel Marceau. Which was classic. Yes. <laughs> Very much a classic. Ah, uh, yes. So, um, Eric, your final pick of the week. Okay, my final pick of the week. I'm not gonna let uh I'm not gonna let somebody else get the uh trade paperback market cornered on this. I gotta throw in one of my own. And uh, this one, my last pick of the week, is the Thrawn trade paperback by Jody Hauser, Luke Ross, and Paul Renaud. He's one of the most cunning and ruthless warriors in the history of Star Wars. That's true. Now mm-hmm. discover how Grand Admiral Thrawn became one of the most feared military tacticians in a galaxy far, far away. Jody Hauser and Luke Ross adapt Timothy Zahn's New York Times best-selling novel about Thrawn's rise to the Imperial ranks. Meet young Lieutenant Thrawn, who graduated the Imperial Academy with the highest marks possible. He's been assigned his own personal assistant, Ensign Eli Vanto, and is ascending quickly, but that doesn't mean everyone in the Imperial Navy wants him to succeed. And Thrawn isn't the Empire's only rising star either. So is Arinda Price. The two rivals' path will cross, and tensions will run high when they discover a dark secret within the Empire. Now, this is collecting Star Wars Thrawn numbers one through six. Which would be the complete series. Yes, it would be. So, Kylan, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is, surprise, Daredevil number 608 uh, by Charles Soule and Phil Noto. In a surprising turn of events, Matt Murdock's fictional twin brother, Mike Murdock, has shown up alive in Hell's Kitchen. Dodging Daredevil's attempt to capture him, Mike hunts down the only person who can help him find his brother, Foggy Nelson. Okay. Well, my MU pick for the week, Marvel Unlimited, for those who don't know what the MU is, I kind of went a little... Out of the box. Went with Captain Marvel Volume 1, Issue 1. Uh, your featured characters are Captain Marvel. Supporting is Carol Danvers, Una, and Jan Rogue. Uh, we also have Ronan the Accuser, Zarek, General Bridges, Jeremy Logan, um, and a bunch of Kree soldiers. And this t- kind of one location takes place uh, right down the road from me at Cape Canaveral. Oh, so um, I'm not going to get into the synopsis, but uh, here's some notes. This issue contains a letters a letters page, um, which mail it to Marvel letters are published from Kevin Tim, Anthony Rodriguez, John Smithson, and Bettina Helms. So even back in '68, girls were reading comics, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the text of this issue. I, I think I think girls have always read comics. I think so. They just they just. They haven't been, shall we say, encouraged to be open about it. Yeah. Ah, yes. Um, The text of this issue mistakenly notes events of Captain Marvel from Marvel Super Heroes number 14. This is a mistake as Marvel last appeared in Marvel Super Heroes 13. The Amazing Spider-Man is featured in Marvel Super Heroes number 14 and is correctly noted in the Mighty Marvel checklist uh, from Marvel Wiki. So... Uh, so yeah, basically what's happening here is, um, Captain Marvell protects the base on, uh, Cape Canaveral. Um, and this, this is a carryover from Marvel superheroes number 13. 
uh, in doing so, you know, protecting specifically security officer Carol Danvers. Mm. And uh, so during this time, because of this being saved by Marvell, uh, he allows them to believe, allows them to believe him to be a costume hero for the sake of his mission and leaves them before anyone can ask any more questions and leaving Carol to wonder when will she see Captain Marvel again? So is this the first appearance of Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel? No, but this is the first appearance of Cat of Carol Danvers in the MCU or in the Marvel Universe. So Yep. A little out of the box, but still, that's okay. Still within the box. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's still Captain Marvel. It's still Carol Danvers. Just at that time go. they weren't one and the same. Yep. So uh on that note, any final thoughts? I can't think of anything. Eric? Peter Parker arrives at Hogwarts. <laughs> Since Jude Law is playing Marvell, do we potentially see him transfer powers over to Carol? Why not? So, Anything's possible. It's just a thought. Mm-hmm. So, well, she's got to get those powers before Avengers 4. This is true. She's got to get those powers before the end of her movie. Yeah. True. Well, I think since we do see her in the Captain Marvel costume, she's, she has the powers. It's just, I kind of want to see that origin story play out on the big screen or, or that, oh, particular, yeah. that particular that particular. I, I want to see that part right there. Yeah. So, well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Again, check out our shop. Uh, get to the link through our Twitter page. Uh, soon coming to the site, um, working with Yeti to get the proper artwork so I could create the link. Um, check out the rest of our affiliates on the site. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mighty Marvel Geeks. On Twitter at Marvel Geeks. Always email us at MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net. And until next time. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. So... After did, finding out, did, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. And say, you guys still cool with no trailer coming out this week for the movie? Are the pictures enough, or is that hunger still there? You, you know, I'm I'm willing to wait on a trailer if it means that's going to be awesome. So, you know. I'm still trying to figure out what's going to happen next in Avengers 4, so there you go. I'd like a trailer. I'm okay with more pictures. Yeah. At least this far out. Yeah, I can see that. And more squirrels. Can never have enough squirrels. I don't want to see us on your MySpace page.